Hey, God bless you. It's Apostle Anthony Wilson, and welcome to Love Thy Neighbor. Uh, this week, we're going into a powerful message that we uh, preached over the weekend. Um, and this message is a right now word in a right now season as we are going into our new series, Prepared to See Jesus When That Day Comes. The title of this message is Prepared by Grace. Everybody needs to understand the power of grace and what grace does in our life. And so in this message, we will dive into uh, being prepared by grace. God bless you. Enjoy the word. That we need God's grace. Amen. Come on. How many know that we need God's grace? Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, turn that, turn that up a little bit. Should be number one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many we, we need God's grace? Yes. It's your grace that qualifies. It's your grace that gives me life. It's your grace that brings me hope. You're saving me like a light bulb. It's your grace that swooped in. Like an eagle for her children. It's your grace that pleads my case. It's your grace that frees the slave. Your grace, 
declaration amen yes. let me get out the way so maybe you can see it they can see it on Facebook uh, but here's our declaration say this with me I'm born again I'm born again spirit filled spirit, -filled. spirit, -filled. spirit led spirit -led. Bible grounded grace in power loving forgiving generous committed to community continuous in prayer Enthusiastic in my serving. Enthusiastic in my serving. But patient in my suffering. But patient in my suffering. And prepared to see Jesus. And prepared to see Jesus. When that day comes. When that day comes. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come to the people of God uh, by way of Facebook and by way of online. We ask that you bless this time that we have together. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, those of you that have been with us for a while, we're starting a new series yes we're starting a new series and the new series is prepared to see jesus when that day comes this is a very important series um, that god ordained for this time and this season um i was talking to some people and uh, it, it is just it, it, we know that it was the move of god that, that put this series at this particular time because we didn't plan it we didn't we didn't even know what, what part of the series that we would be in at this particular time, but the Lord did. And so this is a time and a season where we need to be prepared to see Jesus when that day comes. And so um, we are going to talk today uh, from the subject of prepared by grace. Prepared by grace. Uh, one of the most important things that we have to understand is that it's God's grace that opens the door for all that God has for us. It is not by man's might nor by his power, but it's got by God's spirit. And God's spirit is an extension of God's grace to man. That there's no gifts that can be had apart from the gift of grace. Grace starts all this off and grace ends it. Grace is the most important thing that we will ever find. And, and, and I pray that I make that case today that the grace of God is the most important thing that we need. And so we need to understand that if we're going to be prepared to see Jesus when that day comes, that it's going to be by God's grace that we make it. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, give me some amen. amens on Facebook. Just load it up. Amens and hearts. Just fill up the screen real quick with amens and hearts that it's going to be by God's grace that we make it. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. And so uh, our passage today is going to be Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. Um, as you're going there to Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15, uh, I want to tell you just a little bit about this young man, Titus. Titus was a young man that was underneath the, the Apostle Paul. He was one of his spiritual sons. And Titus was sent to an island called Crete. And in this island, he was supposed to set things in order. There were three things that the Apostle Paul gave him. Three directives. Number one is to set 
leaders in place. And so at the beginning of Titus, he ordains elders. But not only to set leaders in place, but to correct and refute and rebuke false doctrine. False doctrine, yes, yes, yes. They were teaching myths and fables and folklore instead of the word of God. And so Titus was given the assignment to refute and rebuke and correct any false doctrine. But number three, Titus was sent to teach sound doctrine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to teach sound doctrine. You can't just refute false doctrine and not teach sound doctrine. <laughs> and so that was Titus's job. And so the book of Titus helps us as leaders uh, to re be reminded that today, uh, more than ever, we need to be mindful of false teachings that creep into the church. Come on. We got, we got to be prepared for that because uh, there's all kinds of things coming into the church. There's all kinds of weird doctrines and people saying that, oh, uh, I'm this and I'm that and I have this mysterious knowledge about this and all that. And see, there's got to be people in place that can refute that. And one of the doctrines that has been most widely attacked is the doctrine of grace. And so today, my job is to show you that grace is more than just gifts. And grace is more than just niceness. Grace is more than just, just a smile and just, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, don't, God, God knows your heart. And, and grace is more than that because grace is what it takes for you to be prepared to see Jesus. And so it's got to be more than that. There's got to be more to grace than just it's okay and don't worry about it and uh, don't think about it and it's all right. And so as we get ready to go, I'm going to start with defining and breaking down what grace is. Amen? Amen. And so grace, the Greek word charis, the Greek word charis, has two main meanings. Y'all ready? I'm going to teach a little bit this morning. Y'all with me? Right. Is everybody on Facebook with me? Can I, can I teach this a little bit? Uh, if, if I can, just type in the comments, teach, Pastor, teach. Teach, 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 teach. And so grace, that which affords joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness, uh, grace of speech. This is the grace that we're most familiar with. Is the grace that is about being nice to people, about being gracious, about saying, you know, how can I help you and what can I do for you? And there's nothing wrong with seeing grace that way, but that's not the only understanding of grace. There's more to grace than just the niceties of grace. Grace has the ability to change our lives. Because as a matter of fact, we'll find out in today's passage in Titus chapter 2, verse 11 through 15, that grace is more than just nice. It's empowerment to live a whole different life. Yes, amen. And that's why we say, Lord, we need your grace. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here's the second part. Grace is goodwill, loving kindness, favor of the mercy and kindness by which God does, number one, exerting his holy influence on the soul, turns them to Christ. And so grace Number one, brings salvation. If you're taking notes, write down grace brings salvation. Because it's God's merciful kindness by which he exerts his holy influence that turns us to Christ. You cannot be saved unless the spirit draws you. You cannot be saved unless God calls you. You cannot be saved unless he sends the invitation. And so grace is the invitation where God begins to exert 
his divine will upon the hearts of men and turns them to Christ. And so, number one, grace brings salvation. But number two, uh, grace keeps, strengthens, increases them in Christian faith, knowledge, and affection. This is grace producing sanctification. Right. This is grace producing sanctification. It brings salvation, but it also teaches us sanctification. Grace keeps us, strengthens us, increases us. It continues to give us knowledge and helps us to, uh, to desire God more, builds our affection for God. See, you thought that you desired God because you just were such a Christian. But the Bible says that God works in us both to will and to do. When somebody lacks the will and the ability to do, it's because they lack the grace that comes through salvation. Uh, okay. Ah, I'm preaching. I haven't got to the text yet. I'm just working through the definition. And so number one, grace brings salvation. Number two, grace teaches a sanctification. But number three, watch this, and kindles them to the exercise of Christian virtues. It kindles them, which is motivation and yeah. determination. And so the kindling to exercise Christian virtue is God doing it. Listen, God is what inspires you. It's what gives you the proper motivation. It gives you the right uh, uh, determination to keep doing what you're doing, not because it's some benefit to yourself, but because there's an empowering force on the inside of you that keeps you going. Yeah. Because you're thinking that you should stop. Come keep it. Real. Uh, I haven't even got to the text yet. I can't real, wait to get man. into this text. You're thinking that you should quit. But God's great grace gives you the proper motivation and the proper determination to keep moving forward. All right, y'all with me? If you're with me, give me some hearts. Give me some hearts. Fill the screen. Fill the screen with some hearts. I, I just want to make sure that you're with me, that I didn't lose you. Amen. Because sometimes Amen. technology does weird things and I might have lost you. But we're, we're, st we're still there. We're still there. Amen. All right, let's get into this passage. Let's get into this passage. And so here's what it says in Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, uh, verses 11 through 15. It says, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking forward, looking for, sorry, the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Speak these things, exhort, rebuke with all authority, and let no one despise you. Amen. Let no one despise you. As we begin to look at this passage, I, I, I just want to take some time and break this thing down. Is that grace brings salvation. As we see in that first verse, verse 11, that grace brings salvation. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. I want you to understand something real quick. That grace was not produced by anything that you could do. Right. Amen. Grace showed up to you. See, see, you thought... <laughs> you thought if you did all the right things, 
that grace would extend to you. But grace appeared to you before you knew you even needed it. Grace showed up in the midst of human history at a time where people were so lost and so lacking understanding that they didn't even recognize grace when they saw it. Right, right. When grace showed up, people were wondering, who is this guy and what is this all about? What are you, are you talking about grace like it's a person? The Bible says, watch this, in, in 1 John, uh, 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 in, uh, John got the Gospel of John, sorry, uh, chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, that it was, uh, uh, it was Jesus Christ who brought grace for grace. Through Moses came the law, verse 17, but through Jesus came grace and truth. And see, when grace showed up, the people didn't even recognize it. When grace popped on the scene, yeah, yeah, that, that, that scripture was John's gospel, chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, just, just for those that are keeping track. That, 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 that when grace showed up, we didn't even understand that that's what it was. The Bible says that he came to his own and they didn't even receive him. <laughs> that, 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 that he came as light in darkness and they couldn't comprehend it. Yes, sometimes we can't comprehend the grace of God. And, and a lot of times it's because we don't understand that grace is twofold. Grace is the salvation that is given to you. But grace is also the process of salvation. The fact that Jesus came was grace. And what Jesus did produced grace. Because he didn't have to come. But even when he came, he was coming to open a door that was previously shut. And, and, and the law was already there. The, the law was already there. And people could not keep the law. I, I know you think if you keep all the law and the commandment, but, but, but people can't keep the law. If they could keep the law, then there would have been no need for Jesus to come. But see, Jesus came as an act of grace to open up a door of grace so that we all could be saved. Uh, God, God wants to save somebody today, and all he needs you to do is sit under the fountain of grace and receive. See, we're standing outside critiquing grace. Oh. We're looking at the fountain flowing like, oh, what's that all about? Well, that, that's too easy. How come the fountain doesn't come to me? No, 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 no. God wants you to come to the fountain. Yeah, yeah, there was a woman at the well. And Jesus began to explain to her that if you knew who I was, then you would ask me for a drink. And see, there's something about grace that even in your ignorance, grace doesn't discount you. It's still giving you an opportunity to receive. Everybody say, that's grace. That's, that's grace. grace. That's grace. Type in in the comments, that's grace. That's grace. That's grace. That's grace. And so, number one, grace brings salvation. But number two, y'all, grace teaches us sanctification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all see, see that in, in the next verse? Teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, in this present age. Let's break down this term. Sanctification. Hagiosmos. Hagiosmos. It comes from the word hagios. Which means holy. Hagiosmos is the term of this progressive transformation. That God does 
on the lives of his believers. Now watch this. I hear people say, Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm in a process. Right. I'm in a process. But guess who initiates the process? Mm. It's God and his grace that initiates the transformation in your life. And so you have to submit mm. to the process in order to be progressively changed into the image that he wants you to be changed into. There's a whole lot of people that have knowledge, but knowledge puffs up. Yeah. Knowledge will make you arrogant. Yeah. Knowledge, knowledge will have you conceited and all full of yourself. But something about grace that allows God to go to work on you. Man. Everybody say, I need your grace, God. Go to work on me. See, grace, God is processing God. To you to be able to see him when that day comes. God is more invested in you being there than you are. Look at all the work that he's doing. He, he presented salvation to you. Then he teaches you how to live. I mean, how much more does God have to do in order to let you know that God wants you to be with him? Oh, I wish somebody understood what I'm talking about, that God is working overtime. God is working from eternity to eternity to process you and bring you into right relationship with him, that he sends his grace first to save you, but then his grace begins to sanctify you and make you worthy of what it is that he's already done for you. I wish I could be worthy on my own. I know some people feel like that, but I, I know I can't. How many know you can't be worthy on your own that God has got to do the work on the inside of you? And that's why grace is so important, so important if you're being prepared to see Jesus when that day comes. So grace brings salvation. Grace teaches us sanctification. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But grace gives us also, y'all, the proper motivation. Watch this. What does the text say? Uh, verse 13 and 14. It says, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people who are zealous for good works. Everybody say zealous. Zealous. You know what zealous is? Zealous is enthusiastic in our serving. Wow. <laughs> With people that are zealous, they are motivated to do good. But they're motivated to do good not because they're going to get something earthly or temporal out of it. They're motivated to do good because they want to see Jesus when that day comes. They want to hear God say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in little, and now I'm going to make you ruler over much. They are so excited that one day I'll see Jesus, like the old folks used to say, when I see Jesus, amen. All of my trials, all of my heartaches, all of my problems will soon be over because when I see Jesus, amen. And see, somebody's got to understand that that's got to be the motivation is that I want to be in his presence one day. And so I'm not doing right just because it makes me a better person, oh, yeah, because it makes me more important than somebody else, that it makes me uh, superior, morally superior to other people, but it's because I got a goal, and my goal is to see Jesus. My goal is to be in his presence. My goal is to one day hear him say, well done. My goal is to look down and see my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I wish there was somebody that was motivated by seeing Jesus. We're motivated by everything else but what is important. We're motivated by being right. 
were motivated by, 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 by proving everybody else wrong. But what if we were motivated to see the glorious coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? What if we were motivated that one day all of this sickness, all of this disease, all of all of these wars and rumors of wars and viruses and all these things will one day be over and I just got to do what he put me here to do until it's time for me to be with him. And so while I'm here, I'm going to work while it is day because the night is coming when no man can work. And so I'm going to get down to doing my father's business because that's what feeds me the most because that's what motivates me the most. Somebody say, I'm ready to see Jesus when that day. And see, that's what we want to be. We want to be motivated properly. See, see, I, I see a lot of people that are unmotivated. Uh, or they're motivated by fame and fortune. They're motivated by, by people looking at them and thinking that they're smart. And, but what if we were motivated by the, by the, by the, 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 the need to see him? Right. Because that would make all this worth it. Oh, come on, somebody. I wish there was somebody was actually going through that would say, you know what? As long as you're there at the end of all of this, that would make it worth it. The Bible says so that we are compassed about by such a great cloud of witnesses that we uh, begin to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. Looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, he despised the shame, and he's now seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. And he's sitting up there telling you that I prepared a place for you. He's got a place for you. He's got a station for you. He's got a crown waiting on you. He wants you to come and rule and reign. And so if we suffer with him now, we'll reign with him later. I'm too excited on Facebook. I better calm down. I better calm down. Because it is grace that gives us the proper motivation. Grace produces the, the proper motivation. The proper motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate to let you know that I'm getting ready to come to the end of this. Because it, it, it's so good to me too. That, 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 that grace, number one, brings salvation, y'all. Number two, teaches us sanctification. Number three, produces the proper motivation. But watch this. Uh, and this is somebody's word today. I, 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 I felt in the spirit that somebody was going to need this. That grace ignites our determination. Grace ignites our determination. Look at what it says in verse 15. He says, speak these things. Exhort rebuke with all authority and let nobody My God. Let, 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 let nobody anybody despising you because of what you believe and anybody confronting you every day because you believe the truth and they believe something else he says oh God speak these things you're going to have to open up your mouth and do like Jesus did when the enemy says, well, your Bible says this, you're going to have to say, and the scriptures also say. I wish I had somebody that had the nerve, the gall, the audacity to trust God so much that in the face of people throwing scriptures at you and throwing all kinds of nonsense your way, that you say the scripture also says. Because he says to exhort, that means to persuade people, that means to encourage them to obey the word of God. And so they may be coming at you from all different directions, but God is 
calling you to open up your mouth and say that the scriptures also say. And see, you've got to be ready because the, the enemy wants to take your faith. He wants to cause you to quit. He wants to cause you to back down. But you've got to have the right determination that's ignited by the grace of God that's on the inside of you. Listen, listen, listen. The, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10, he said, I am who I am by the grace of God. And the grace that was given to me was not in vain because I labored more abundantly than them all. But it wasn't me. It was the grace of God in me. People are wondering why you keep standing. People are wondering why you keep believing. You ought to turn around and tell them it's not me. It's the grace of God in me. It's the grace of God igniting my determination to be consistent and to keep steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that my labor is not in vain. It's the grace of God that causes me to stand when everybody else is falling. It's the grace of God that says I will not bow down to what it is that people are saying if it's not in the word of God. Somebody needs to be empowered and impacted and equipped by grace. Because it's God's grace that keeps me. It's God's grace that increases me. Yeah. It's God's grace that motivates me. Wow. It's God's grace that grows me day by day. It's God's grace. Anybody say, somebody just shout, we need your grace, God. We, we need, need your, your grace, God. Because without your grace, we're lost. Without yeah. your grace, we have nowhere to go. Without your grace, there is no hope for mankind. That's why we don't continue in sin that grace may abound. Because we want more. We need more. We feel like, God, if you grace us to do it, we'll keep on persevering. Yeah. We'll keep on pressing. We'll keep on pushing. We'll stay patient and long-suffering. And we'll keep growing in our faith. We'll keep growing in our knowledge. We'll keep adding to our faith perseverance and to our, our hope uh, knowledge and to our knowledge brotherly love and to our knowledge. Oh, God. I was, oh, man, I, man, I can't even catch my breath. I'm so excited. Listen, it's God's grace that ignites the determination in our hearts, y'all. It's God's grace that pushes us to be better than what we are. It's God's grace that gives us an answer when people come at us. See, see, we think we think we gotta have an answer. No, we gotta have grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need an answer. I need grace. Because grace will give me an answer. Grace will allow me to be able to answer things that I didn't even know I had to answer to. Ah, hallelujah. He said, don't rehearse what you're going to say because the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance at the right moment. Somebody say, your grace, your grace, your grace, your grace, your grace. Oh, my God. We need your grace. In, in, in closing, in closing, the grace of God brings salvation to us. Yeah. But it doesn't leave us there. The grace of God then teaches us sanctification. Yeah. But it doesn't stop there. The grace of God produces the proper motivation for our living. And it ignites the determination to live the way that we're supposed to. If you're listening today, barring the challenges that we've had to face, I want to pray for you. Uh, please put your prayer requests up there. I, I know I'm not going to be able to get to all of them, but but I'm going to pray a general prayer. But please post them. Post your prayer requests. 
and we'll go back and we'll look at them and we'll pray. Uh, we, 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 we've got Monday night prayer, intercessory prayer, and we're going to bring those petitions before the Lord. Amen. And so as we get ready to close, let's turn it down just a little bit. As we get ready to close, we want to pray for especially this week, especially. We pray every week for the healing, but especially for those whose households have lost their primary income. The households that have lost their primary income. God, we want to pray that you meet that need. Uh, I want everybody, one heart, to begin to pray for the people that are out of work right now and don't see the end in sight. As a matter of fact, I know a lady that actually works uh, for the unemployment office. She says she's been working 12 and 16 hours because there's so many requests coming in. And I know that means that even though the answer's on the way, it's being held up. Oh, y'all, 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 yeah. y'all, y'all, yeah. y'all, see, 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 certain things can be on their way, but can be held up by systems and, and by situations. And, and so don't give up hope because as soon as we pray, the answer's on its way. But just because it's held up, don't don't lose the faith. Oh my God, I wish I wish some of my Bible scholars understood what I was talking about. That sometimes situations can be held up by the systems in place, and so we're gonna pray that God would send help from the heavenlies. Oh God, we're gonna pray that God would move these things exponentially, that He would ex expedite them and move them forward. Amen. And so, Father, we pray right now over every household that has lost their primary form of income, God. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus that in the midst of this situation, that you would send help from the sanctuary. See, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will trust in the Lord. And I believe right now, God, that you have an answer on its way. And though it may be held up, God, I know it's still coming. And so, God, I pray right now that they would not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season they will reap if they faint not. And, Lord, you said do good unto all men, but especially to those of the household of faith. God, increase those that have to bless those that do not have. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now for a, a massive move of generosity to sweep across uh, our nation, God. I pray right now that people's cash apps all of a sudden get uh, deposits in them in the name of Jesus. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that family members that have overflow will send checks to family members that are in need right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I command a loosing, uh, a breaking. I command that whatever is held up, God, you would expedite it and move it forward in the name of Jesus. If, if, the, if the claim has been put in, God, expedite the claim in the name of Jesus. Provide for your people. You promised that you would supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory. That was Paul's prayer when the, when the Macedonian church blessed him and took care of him. He said, I need God to bless them for blessing me. And so, God, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus. And everybody in agree with me, with me. I need you to pray right now. I need you to put up an amen right now. Uh, it is so. 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 That it will happen. That the generosity will just be a movement right now in the name of Jesus. That people will just reach out to bless people unexpectedly. They may not even know what the person is going through. But, God, if they're moved, uh, as a brother was moved this morning to call me and pray for me, I pray that people will be moved right now in the name of Jesus to be a blessing to other people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And 
amen. If you agree with that prayer, type in amen. If you receive that prayer, type in I receive it. I receive it. I receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the enemy was fighting us this morning. Because he knew that we had an opportunity to open up the windows of heaven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Lord, release your blessing, God. Release it, God, to encourage the heart, to encourage the spirit. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we honor you and we praise you. Amen and amen. Some of you today are watching and you say, Apostle Anthony, I, I, I watch you online, and you know, I, I, but I have not made that commitment to Jesus. And, and I don't want to leave this without allowing you that opportunity to make the commitment to Jesus today. This might be the day, and you've got to be prepared to receive that grace that has appeared to all men. It's appeared to you and your family. It's appeared to your friends and your loved ones. It's appeared to all men. It's available for you today. If you would like to receive God's grace in the form of salvation, I just want you to pray with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I submit myself to your authority. Because I believe that you are Lord, and I believe that God has raised you from the dead, and that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray right now that you would give me your Holy Spirit so that I can be obedient to whatever it is that you give me to do. God, I pray right now that my life would be submitted into your hands, that everything that I am, I give it over to you. My life is no longer my own, but it's to you I belong right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, I want you to message me privately and let me know that you made a commitment to Jesus today. Because I want to walk with you. I want to make sure that you understand what the word of God says. Because there are people out there that will try to trick you. And they will try to give you false information. They will try to deter you from following Jesus. They will try to twist things up so that you won't want to know him. But if you made that commitment today, message me on my messenger privately. So I can reach out to you and so that we can begin to walk together. We thank you God for another awesome service. How many enjoyed the service today? Amen. Come on, give me some hearts up. Let me know that you enjoyed the service today. Uh, uh, Miss Loretta, can you do me a favor? Hallelujah. As we get ready to get into our our announcements tomorrow night, we have uh, the Monday night prayer call. Amen. How many need to need prayer? If you need prayer, at 6 o'clock, at 6 o'clock, from 6 to 7, we pray, and we pray over uh, the, the, the people uh, that are in need. Uh, while we were praying, somebody slipped an envelope in the door. And see, what, what I want to tell you is that the Lord spoke to me, and he said that there would be a sign, and here it is. I don't know what's in there, but an envelope was slipped in the door because God said he was going to release supernatural acts of generosity. This is the first one. I, I don't even know when it happened, but I, I know that God is going to do it. And so the same way it came to this house, you better receive it for your house. 
you better get ready that somebody is just going to be touched by the spirit of God and, and all of a sudden you're going to, it's going to be an envelope, it's going to be in your cash app but somebody's going to call you and ask you what you need I'm telling you right now that God's getting ready to do it, this is a season for miracles even though there's all kinds of things happening, God is still in control Listen, y'all, we got Monday night prayer. Let me get back to this. I got to do the announcement. This is why I have somebody else do the announcement. Because I need to put the mic down sometimes. Monday night prayer tomorrow night from 6 to 7. Be on there. Um, the conference call information will be sent to you. Uh, we'll post it on Facebook uh, later on today or tomorrow. If you're a member of Shore Foundation, that conference call information is the same as it is each week. Amen. Join us for Tuesday night Bible study. We are concluding the book of Daniel, and you do not want to miss this conclusion. There is some epic things that are going to be spoken of in Daniel chapter 12. You're talking about end times prophecy. You're talking about things that are that are that are coming to pass even now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to miss this particular Bible study, and that'll be through conference call. Uh, that, sorry, that'll be through Zoom. And the Zoom information is already the same, and so it's already scheduled. So if you've been to our Bible studies, you already have the information uh, for the Zoom call. Uh, don't forget morning coffee from 9.30 to 12 every Wednesday. It's an open Bible study. It's an opportunity to ask any question you have about the Bible. I don't care what it is. Come on in there and ask the question. We do that through the same uh, meeting room that we do Bible study. So just come on back in the next morning at 9.30. Um, a special class, Dreams and Visions, uh, with Prophet Ty Wilson at 7 p.m. Uh, this coming Friday. It's every Friday. And so if you want to join in on our Zoom call, you can join into this class. Uh, it's an amazing class. They've already started it off. You better jump in and get in while you can because this thing heats up pretty quick. Amen. I believe that is all of our announcements. I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, there will not be an 1115 service today. There will just be this service. Um, our speaker for that service is not feeling well. Um, and, and you know, the apostle needs a break. Amen. So, so there will not be 1115 service. So uh, share this service with your friends and your family. Let them hear the word that God had for us today. Uh, we apologize for uh, technical difficulties that got us on slower than we needed to be, but it's because God had a word and he had something that he wanted to show you today uh, in Jesus' name. So let's pray. Father, we thank you and we honor you for your presence, God. We thank you for the opportunity to preach your word over the airwaves and touch thousands of lives. God, we know that you are in this service today. We thank you for those that were interceding on our behalf this morning, and we pray, dear God, that you would bless them. God, manifest your word. The prophetic word that went out today, God, show them. Now, Lord, I, I want to I see the testimonies. I pray that testimonies would be all week and all month long that, God, you're doing some amazing things. And so, God, we thank you. I thank you for those that came out to serve. I ask God that you bless them and that you watch over them and that you protect them and that you keep them as they're going out through the highways and the byways. I pray a prayer of covering and protection over the households in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that your love would just ignite a new fire in the lives of people. That, God, this service today would be echoing throughout our city and our state and our country in Jesus' name. We thank you, we honor you, and praise you. 
amen and amen. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. We'll see you next time.